Okay, you ready to say our intro? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you want to say your name first this time? No. <laughs> I should leave this in. Is somebody playing basketball outside? I don't know. <laughs> On the grass. <laughs> I'm Carmen. And I'm Joanna. And this is Live, Laugh, Murder! Murder! We're recording in a different spot today. Yes. Different locations. We're trying out... Different scenery. Okay, so we've been recording in uh, undisclosed location. <laughs> Don't spit out your coffee. <laughs> Yummy. Okay, yes, no. Okay. In an undisclosed location, sitting in my daughter's chairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, weird. very small. Now we're in grown-up chairs. Yes. We're trying to work on the sound quality. But it's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been fine. Okay. I think I am comparing myself too much and being too critical. So I got to go back to Molly's advice. And that it was? I forgot. But I have the general <laughs> idea. I'm going to say it wrong every time. And she texted me what exactly it was that she had said to me. Um, I'm going to try. I'm probably going to botch this again. Let's see. Perfection is the enemy of done. Maybe that that was it. Because you're trying to be perfect, you're never going to finish. Okay, that's true. Anyway, I digress. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. On our podcast, I, Carmen, tell my lovely and gorgeous co-host, <laughs> Joanna, you're beautiful. Feeling gorgeous today. A story. And at a certain point in my story, I ask a very simple question. What's the question? Is it true crime or not? Exactly. 100% factual or fake, 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 movie plot, fake. Yeah. So that's what we do here. Joanna, what are your stats? Do um, you know? uh, yes, I've gotten three out of the four. Right, three out of four. Because you told the first, the first one I got right. The second one I didn't did not get right. And okay. Then, the, then you told two stories in the last one, and I got and you got right. them both right. Three out of four. That's not bad. Hey, you are winning in my book. Seventy five percent. Is it? It is seventy five percent. Okay, so. We- so I do math. We've been loving the feedback we're getting from our listeners. And our one friend told me the other day that we make her laugh. Who's the fun friend? Who's the fun friend? The one friend. <laughs> we may have Bailey's in our coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you ready? Drop, name drop, boom, 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 boom. Amy. I was going to say Amy. We love you, Amy. Yes. She told me that she listens to us and she just starts laughing. <laughs> Like if she's picturing us talking. Yes, we yes. At least we haven't bickered yet. We haven't bickered yet. Remember, it, it can happen. It, it can, can happen today. Maybe I might slap a hoe. That's rude. <laughs> Ho being Hoanna. Hoanna. <laughs> I was called Hoanna by my friend, my my boyfriend's brother. I oh, Hoanna. Why? Well, Only back I can in my call you that. I can, apparently, <laughs> um, people are telling us that they love our concept, which is great. I love it. I think it's fun. And, um, oh, and then the funnest, the funnest, the, don't spit out your coffee. Second time. The most fun thing (laughs) is people, I love people telling me and us and on Instagram, like their predictions. Yeah. Like what they thought it was going to be. Yes. It gets me so excited. I just love, love the, I just love it. So I have an idea. My idea is that someone out there I know has a story that they want me to tell you. (gasps) 
Somebody? Somebody? Came to you? No, I'm wanting them to come to me. Come to me. Okay, here's my thought. Here's my thought. I'm going ahead of myself. It's something new I want to throw out. If you're a listener who has a creepy story of your own, personal story, real or imagined, okay, please type that shit up, put it in a PDF and email it to me. I want to hear your listener tales. Maybe you're a badass short story writer. Or maybe something crazy happened in your life that you want to share. If you do, please, please, please email it. Put in the subject line, listener tale. Send it exactly as you want it read. And reveal at the end if it's true or false, just like I do with Joanna. Our email, which I will link in the show notes, is livelaughmurderpod at gmail.com. And I can't wait to see what we get. Yay. Because I think there's got to be some oh, for sure. bitching stories out for there. For sure. Yeah. Oh, and please reveal whether or not you'd like your name said in the podcast. So just type it up to me as you want it read. And maybe, or we could flip it up and Joanna could read me listener tales. Yeah. And see if I can guess. I like it. I like it too. So another thing I wanted to share with you, (laughs) we're international. (laughs) (laughs) How many countries do you think we have listeners in? Three or four. Four. As of today. Ooh, as of today, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide Pitbull. That's what they call me. So, (laughs) Um, Recently, there was one story that I did like an hour of research on and I just stopped because I thought you would know what it was. Really? So you had to change it up? Yeah. Oh. I did a solid hour. I was in it and I was excited and then it just like slapped me across the face like she has to know this story. Are you going to tell me what it was? I don't know. I want to. Just tell me the story. Gosh darn it. But then we're going to go on a, chan- a tangent if you don't know it. Okay, well then just tell me the story you have ready now. I'm anxious. <sighs> All right. The story <sighs> I was going to sh- gonna tell you in research and that I stopped because I think it's too famous. Uh, I think I should just give you a questionnaire. Okay. One, Not today. Oh. Another day. I need to give you like, have a uh, person in our lives that is unbiased and just fire off what movies have you seen and what true crime stories do you know? Not many. I'll be honest. <laughs> exactly. Not many. I don't know. I don't know. All oh. right. I'll leave that one in suspense for now. Just don't tell me anything from Ozark because I know all those. I'm watching it. Ozark stresses me out. It does. I, I, have to, I have to watch one episode and then I have to watch something funny after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, I use the word story for our new listeners in case you don't know. I use the word story instead of the word case pretty much as a rule. And that's to keep the continuity and not spoil the truth. Because if I'm... continuity down? I did. So if I'm going... <laughs> I'm good. I know words. So if I'm going back and forth saying in our story, in our case, I'm going to eventually mess up. And I want to stump Joanna. And I want to stump, stump all of you because it's fun. Mm. So if you're new here, I will use the word story. And at the end, I will reveal if what I say and what I'm going to tell you is real or not. Okay. Give okay. it to me. You ready? Ready. Last week, we went off track a little bit, and I told you two stories. I'm not doing that today. Okay. Today's one and done. Okay. Okay? Perfect. All right. So, with that being said, are you ready for a story? Ready. Today, I'm going to tell you a tale. Oh, a tale. A novella, if you will. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what a novella is? Um, a story? <laughs> a tale? Like the Spanish novellas, you know, like the stories you watch on uh, the Spanish channel. No, I don't want... Come on. All day, I know you sit and watch them whatever i digress it is called this episode i titled a farm novella Mm. Mm. it is full of lies deceit 
and a marriage gone terribly wrong and the true definition of the husband did it. Mm. A story of how our choices can lead to regret and in this case, paranoia. Oh. Are you interested? Yes. Good. Okay, I'm going to start with the scene here. Set the scene for you. Something to picture in your mind as I like to do. Imagine the year 1922. Where were you? (laughs) My parents weren't even born. (laughs) Picture the backdrop as being on a farm in Nebraska. Okay. I want you to picture an old farmhouse with a dilapidated barn on the property. Old farmhouse, old barn. It's been there a while. Then picture, if you will, a small town sheriff pulling up to said farm. The sheriff drives up, gets out of his vehicle, takes off his hat, and sees two men sitting on the front porch. They are dirty as all get up, as if they've been working on the farm all day. The men are father and son, father being Welf. Welf? Welf. It's short for Welfred. This is the 20s, okay? I'm giving you names for your future children. Are these children real here. names? Is this like a... Is a I, if I changed the names, I would have told you like the last episode. So these His are name real. is Welf, short for Welfred. <laughs> okay. Welfred Dr- James, but... Anywho, his son's name is Henry. Is that okay? Yes. There you go. Before any conversation starts, the two men who see the sheriff come up, they say hello, and they jump up to tell the sheriff that their cow fell into their well. And it really is a sad story. Because their well is on the ground. It's not one you have to climb up for. a wishing well? But it's the 20s. It's a farm. They have a well for their water source. They tell the sheriff their cow fell into the well. And to be honest, the reality of that actually happening is really sad to picture that. Welf and Henry go on to say that after the cow fell in the well, they had to start filling it. Filling it being it with dirt. As to avoid, well, what? So can it shimmy up? So what can shimmy up the water? The whole, the the cow. No, the cow is has passed away. The oh. cow fell into the well. You can't get a fucking cow out of a well, and they've had they have to fill it with dirt to avoid the smell of decomp. Okay. Okay. And the well I should have said is in disrepair. It's not being used anymore for the family. Mm-hmm. It's an old well on the farm. Okay. okay. The men are filthy. It's hot outside. They offer the sheriff some lemonade and ask him why he's there. Well, sheriff asks Welf. Where's your wife, buddy? Where's she gone? We haven't seen her. Andrew, the lawyer, you know, there's like one lawyer in town, was supposed to have a meeting with her, but she wasn't around. So Andrew thought that was really weird and he uh, he told me about it. So what's up? So here we are. Sheriff asks where she went and Welf says she has up and left him. Mm. That bitch is gone. Mm. Not a direct quote. So he brings the sheriff into the house and shows him, well, what would you show? A sheriff who showed up and said, where's Jake? Your husband. Um, and he said, let me look around. Where would you take him? Anywhere he wanted to. The bedroom, the bathroom. You hit it right there. Welf took the sheriff to her closet in the bedroom and mentions how her picture of the, re- mentions how her clothes are gone. Her picture of her parents is missing and throws out that she took the good suitcase. So Welf is showing the sheriff, look, her clothes are gone. The picture of her parents she kept right there is gone. Good suitcase is gone. Henry pipes in the conversation and says that mom has always wanted that city life. And maybe that's where she went. And the sheriff is satisfied, honestly, and kind of feels bad for them, bids them farewell and wishes them luck on filling that well that the cow has fallen into. And he goes, excuse me, and he goes off with his day. Okay. Okay. All right. So I can just see this whole scene in my mind. Innocent enough. But you should, should know by now, 
not innocent. Yeah, obviously. Yes. Was the cow the wife? <laughs> <laughs> well, they wanted to show the sheriff the cow, and he was like, "No, no, no! You're. I don't want to see that." He was basically like, "I don't want to. I don't yeah, want to see that." I he wasn't interested that. in looking, and I, I'm not. Ex- I didn't explain it well. I guess it was a, a out of use well that was flat, close yes. to being flat with the ground, yeah. maybe a foot off the ground. So they should have covered it up. Okay, so now I'm going to take you back in time. Take you back to what led up to this day of hard labor filling a well. Let's go to the beginning of our story. I want to introduce you to a family. Father, wealth, mother, which is a beautiful name, Arlette. I love it. And um, son, Henry, who is 14 years old. Henry loves his life on the farm. He has a girlfriend who lives on the neighboring farm, and her name is Shannon. And he is, as they would say, sweet on Shannon. Mm. He is so into her. Wealth and Henry maintain the farm mainly. Henry does go to school, but it's... Um, after school, weekends, it's all yeah. farm life. Mornings. <clears throat> exactly. They originally have 88 acres, but when Arlette's father passes away, they inherit 100 more acres. Oh. Right. So now they have a pretty decent sized farm. The days are so sweet, filled with lemonade and hard work and a warm dinner on the table every night. That is, of course, according to Wealth and Henry. Arlette, on the other hand, is flat out miserable. Same. Like Arlette, I would, I would be miserable on a farm as well. I would not. Farm life is a hard life. The farm. What was, what was that show where Paris Hilton? Oh, <laughs> what was that called? That and, was such a stupid and show. What's, his, what's her name? Went and lived on a farm. <laughs> not the, the sweet, the simple life. life. Simple life. The simple oh, they life. were off. That oh. would be us on the farm. Oh. I mean, I'd play the part, but I'd hate it. Yeah, I yeah. So Arlette, I'm with her. Arlette hates farm life. This girl wants to sell her dad's, and this is honestly not a bad plan. She wants to sell her dad's 100 acres Mm -hmm. and take off to the city. She's actually super talented at sewing, and she makes dresses as a hobby. Oh, cute. Yeah, and she's got, you know, friends of hers, and she sells dresses locally. So she would love to open a dress shop. This leads to a huge fight between Arlette and Welf. Well, it leads to many big fights, I suppose, but this one is so much so that she tells him, let's sell the 100 acres, you keep the original 88, split the profits, and just divorce. Oh, okay. Because she's just, done. she's done. Done. In the I, 1920s? Mm-hmm. Which is bold. Yeah. Now, what is her, her city life? Nebraska has a city life, or does she want to move to, like, She wants New to move York? to, no, she wants to move to Omaha. Well, the okay. city in Omaha. Okay. I mean, I don't know much about that part of the country, but that's where, to her, that's where she wants to go. Okay. So, I honestly just want to, like, pick her up, take her for a spa day and mimosas yeah. and get her out of there. But that's not what happens. No, clearly. I She's can't. in the well. She. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, let's, let's get to it. That's what I think. Okay, Wealth, however, does not like the idea of selling the 100 acres, splitting the profits, and her leaving. Because where does that leave their son, Henry? Mm. Not going to lie, learning this tiny detail during my research made me a little soft toward wealth for like a millisecond because he doesn't want to lose custody of his kid. Yeah. And then I snap back to reality because he's a piece of shit. Okay. In these times, the child almost always went with the mother, no question. Yeah. Wealth is not having it. They actually have a lot of fights about that in particular because Arlette believes a boy belongs with his mother and wealth says... How can you take Henry away from the farm life he loves and his school and his girlfriend? Mm-hmm. All of it. I mean, fair. Uh, it honestly sounds like a terrible scenario and there's no winning here for Henry. He's no. going to lose. Yeah. Either way. So 
that sucks for the kid in this scenario. So Arlette, like I said, wants to move to Omaha. This is her dream and wealth at first doesn't take her seriously. He just kind of whatever. Yeah, like it's a, like a pipe mm, dream. Yeah, like, we'll eh. have this little fight here and there. Not until she mentions divorce. And then comes a time, and this is coming from wealth's, from wealth's mouth, what I'm going to say. So the detail could be skewed. But wealth says that Arlette was dropped off to the house by another man one day. Ooh. She got out of the car, walked to the front door, sees Wolf sitting on there at the on the porch watching her, smiles at him with a smirk, and just goes in the house. Mm. So, homegirl was done with this marriage, and this is when Wolf is like, "All right, that's it. She means business." So he knows he's going to lose here, because those acres belong to originally yeah. her dad. So she kind of has the power. What's interesting about this farm property? that the 100 acres is on and why it's so valuable because it's close to a railroad line. Okay. Right? Yeah. So at that time, that was really important, huge source of travel, easy access for people. So it almost guarantees they're going to get good money for it. Our wealth, our our wealth, I'm combining their names like Benifer, (laughs) Ben and Jen. Arlette pleads with wealth over and over and he will not budge. Even after the suspicion of another man, after the fights, there's no way he's leaving the farm and he ain't giving up that 100 acres. Mm, what are they growing? Did you... That- oh, yeah. I didn't mention. They mainly grow corn. Corn. Yeah. yeah Nebraska, corn. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So what are your thoughts at this point? Do a little recap because I know I talk fast sometimes and I want to make sure you get it. <sighs> well, I mean, the wife, I think, is doing everything she can. So he finally is like, okay. Yeah. But... I don't know. How's Henry in this whole situation? Henry's tore up. I'll get to Henry in just a minute here. So at this point, Arlette does a smart thing and she goes to a lawyer. Andrew. Yes, Andrew. She doesn't care what Wolf says. Arlette's going to sell that property, move to Omaha, and have a hot girl summer. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're in the spring. In the 20s. (laughs) That property from her father is from her father. And this is her right. Yeah. At this point, it's hostile at home. Wealth goes on now to do what any asshole fucking parent would do, and he manipulates Henry. Of course. Into thinking it's all mom's fault, Mm -hmm. she's a jerk, and she wants to take Henry away from everything he knows and loves. Hmm. It's it's, and it's that shit still happens today in 2022, and it's absolute bullshit. Oh yeah. He starts putting things in. Henry's head about Arlette, how she doesn't care about Henry, and she just wants to take him from everything he knows. And Henry's 14. He's got that girlfriend. And I don't know a lot, but I know that trying to separate 14-year-olds in love does is not an easy task. No. No. Those kids at that age feel like their partner is everything. Yes. It's summer love. So, well, spring love spring now. Love. But young love. Young love. Oh, yes. that the emotions are so strong. It's pure manipulation from wealth. He sucks giant balls, in my opinion. And I just, throughout the whole thing, I feel bad for Henry. We're at this point, we're at the point now where it's so hostile that even dinners are miserable with this family. I want to add that even though all of this is going on, Arlette is still cooking dinner for her family, still maintaining the home, still hemming their clothes, and trying to maintain, as they would say in the 20s, her responsibilities, Mm -hmm. you know? So I want to take you to a particular dinner evening that we have here. Family sharing a meal. Henry's upset. Dad's manipulating him. Dad's upset. Arlette's upset. 
And Henry actually starts taking it out on his mom. He acts distant toward her. He's not kissing her goodbye in the morning for school. And her friend later says that she doesn't that she doesn't even know who he is right now. He's just nasty and short and blames her for ruining his life. So this dinner evening that I just mentioned, I kind of think it's it's basically the catalyst for the unfolding events that follow. Henry confronts his mother at dinner. He yells at her and basically acts out like a 14-year-old yeah. in the scenario. So much so that Arlette gets up and slaps him across the oh. face at dinner. Henry is pissed. And this is what makes him decide to... Tell his dad, we can go through with your plan. <gasps> mm, what plan, you ask? An evil plan. She's fallen in the well. <sighs> she fell. I haven't shared this, but all along, during Welf's dumbass manipulation of his son, he has been dropping nuggets of ideas. Since Welf and Henry, Henry already spent a ton of time together on the farm, Welf fills his son's head with things like, what if mom was just gone and we could live on this farm peacefully? Welf tells his son about how mom just won't go. He's done everything he can and she just won't leave alone. That this is going to ruin Henry's life. Bro. Bro. Welf doesn't stop there. He also starts using the Bible to manipulate Henry. Mm. He, he brings up verses. And this is while they're out working on the farm with their corn, digging. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. Um, but yeah, he drops Bible verses, he drops manipulation, and he starts dropping ideas. This goes on for a while, just little digs here and there from wealth to Henry about mom. Anything he can say to manipulate this kid further and further. Yeah. He sells him a dream. He tells Henry, 14 years old, we can live on the farm together. You can have your neighbor girlfriend next door. Nothing has to change. And mom, mom is just gone. And we don't have to worry. and We don't have to fight anymore. Okay. She's gone. Now I want to make clear that the following events come from the mouth of wealth. Okay. So obviously, Say that three times fast. <laughs> mouth of wealth. Mouth of <laughs> <laughs> mouth of wealth. I fucking hate his name. <laughs> so anything that is coming from what I say can be embellished to suit his narrative, but it's pretty disturbing. So I'm erring on the side of mostly factual. Okay. Okay. What comes next? This is coming from wealth. Well says that he started seeing inside him what he calls a conniving man. He's he named it. He named his inner thoughts okay. a conniving man. So he's recognizing his toxic trait. I mean, I wish they all would. <laughs> a man obviously acts on it. <laughs> I know. So a conniving man, a man of deceit, a man that will not stop until he gets what he wants. Until he gets what he wants. So Welf decides he is going to murder his wife and he's going to get his son Henry to help him do it. Mm. Why this jerk didn't just do it himself is beyond me. Why get an innocent boy involved? Why not just divorce her? Why does he have to even kill her? He's extremely selfish here. Either way, this is his plan, and I'm going to lay it out for you, the events. Okay. Okay. Ready. Picture Welf sitting on his farm drinking lemonade. Yeah. I don't know why I keep using lemonade, but I feel like it works. Uh, yeah, I feel like every movie has always had them drinking lemonade and sitting on a porch i could use lemonade Mm -hmm. um with a little splash of vodka (laughs) (laughs) thinking of ways he can murder his innocent wife it's awful he sits on his farm this is his plan so are you ready yes you're ready wolf sits arlette down on the front porch one day to talk to her he tells her arlette i agree to your terms he's got an accent arlette Oh, that's my dryer. <laughs> my dryer singing that it's done. Uh, I can't do a country accent. Arlette, 
I agree to your terms. <laughs> Can you do better? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That he's going to sell the 100 acres. They're going to make a shit ton of money. They're going to split the profits. And she can take Henry because maybe he can, like, get a job in an auto shop and love the city. Arlette is elated. Yeah. She is overjoyed. She's like, are you kidding me? This, no. And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. He even is apparently smiling at her like, yeah, this is for real. Because he's a psycho. Psycho. Well, says that that Arlette jumped on his lap, straddled him, and started kissing him. Ew. I know. This is one of those things where I'm like, did that really happen, Wealth? What age is... How old are they? Well, if he's so, 14. No, he's 14, and they actually got <laughs> pregnant when they were teenagers with him, so Arlette always felt stuck in the marriage. Mm-hmm. So if he's 14, 20. I don't know, say they got pregnant at 17... I don't know the exact age. Late 20s, early 30s. Okay. So, well said that she sat on his lap, straddled him, kissed him, thanked him, and was like, let's party, let's celebrate. So it's at this point that Arlette is ready to party. (laughs) (laughs) She opens the liquor. She even gives some to Henry, and she's just pouring it out. Arlette gets fucked up, like stumbling drunk the night goes on and she is college girl wasted so wealth does the gentlemanly thing and helps her up to bed once she's passed out he goes and gets henry tonight's the night henry's honestly really upset he apparently was crying is crying the whole time and is just like pleading come on there's got to be another way and wealth even tells him that this is our house, this is our right, we belong here, and we need to fight for it. So these two go up to the bedroom. Henry uses a blanket to smother his sleeping and drunk mother, holds her down, and Welf stabs her to death. (gasps) From what I've looked into, Henry was crying, upset, and Arlette put up a fight. This girl literally fought to her death, and I can't even think about what was going through her mind. At this time. I can't put myself there. I mean, she has to know who's doing this to her. Because Henry covered her face. And I think that, I don't know why exactly, but I would imagine that he did that because he was too shamed. He didn't want to see her face. Yeah, and maybe it's just the fact of holding her down. You Mm. know, and maybe, so she, I don't know. And I didn't even, another thing I didn't even mention is that Henry brought the point to his dad, like, Why do we have to do this so violently? Why do we have to stab her? Why not smother her in her sleep? Like he was trying to think of easier ways that weren't so hostile. And fucking Welf was just, yeah. he was like, no, we wanted, Welf said we wanted it to be quick. That was his reason. Stabbing is not quick. But unless you're Dexter Morgan. I don't watch this. He does one and done. But this dude freaking, she put up, there was a lot of, a lot of blood. Okay. Like he didn't know where to stab. And frankly, (laughs) neither do I. But I mean, go for the heart. The heart? No advice the, the here. Brain? Nope. I don't know. I'm not giving advice on that topic. <laughs> Arlette is now dead, which I know that has been established. They live on a farm. They don't live by neighbors, so no one would have heard them. But they did this all at night um, in the evening, just in case anyone tried to drive by. They're trying to be secretive. So they wrap Arlette in a blanket and carry her outside to the well. The well. Avi. <clears throat> The saddest thing in this, it's all sad really, but this one hit me hard. 
is that when they were carrying her body out, when they got outside, Henry fainted. I know. He just passed out. It's just, he had just smothered his mother. She's dead. And he just, oh, and it was the, uh, the the panic that caught up to him. So Welf had to, by himself, dump her bloodied body into the well. Henry comes to, and Welf forces him to go inside, get buckets, get cleaning supplies, and clean that bedroom where she was killed. And they get to it. They scrub. They, you know, clean, the, throw out the sheets. They do everything. Like, but where do they throw the sheets? Like, what do they do <coughs> with their me. trash back then? Like, there's no garbage, man. Um, I don't know. You know, like, where do you, where do you throw away dirty blankets like that <laughs> listen if you live on a farm and you were alive in the 1920s send us an email <laughs> i want to know i would assume that they had uh that they burned their garbage at that time Ugh. i don't know or maybe they dug they probably don't use a lot either i bet yeah. they were very they reused a lot of stuff yeah like there's not water <laughs> bottles and like they reused and right so well the next morning after no sleep henry is done he's passed out he's whatever Welf is now on his own dirty bloodied he goes and gets what he told the sheriff was the good suitcase and he goes and puts some of her belongings in there that picture yeah. some of her clothes and he takes it to the well so he opens the lid of the well because there is a lid on it he looks inside to dump the suitcase in and when he lifts the lid of the well he is very unwell at the sight of Arlette the image of her never leaves him he will never get it out of his head. And there are now rats in the well. Ew. I know. it's This is going to get disturbing. We'll see later that this moment affects the rest of Welf's life. As it this should. This image. As it should. Not murdering his wife. That doesn't live with him. Not stabbing her in their bed. Not manipulating his son to help be a murderer as well. Not even dumping her innocent body. But seeing the way she looked at the bottom of the well surrounded by rats is what haunts him forever. Ugh, that would haunt me. It's evil, and I'm honestly glad that he had this moment. So yes, he threw the suitcase in, closed the lid, and went on to the next phase. Welf knows that people will ask about his wife. He also knows that it'll be real sus if he is gone, if she's gone, and their well is suddenly filled with soil. Oh, it's kind of weird. Put the cow in there. So the next part of the plan, and this is a trigger warning for animal abuse. So Joanna, I know you are not comfortable with that, oh. so I'm giving you the option to leave the room while Plug I record this part. Plug my ears. No, honestly, do you want to step out and I can record the next part or do you can want I to shove the cow down there? And then mm, I, oh. It's not good. Okay. I know that it's it's a very sensitive topic for you and I don't want to make you listen to something that you don't want to listen to. I'm going to plug my ears. Okay. Do you want to go upstairs? Nope. I'm okay. going to plug my ears. Go. So trigger warning here. If you're uncomfortable with animal abuse, please skip, 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 skip about 30 seconds. Welf and Henry lay plywood over the open well. They get their cow and bring her to the well. They pull her and get her to stand on the plywood. After a short time, the weight of her body causes the wood to break and she falls in the well on top of Arlette's body, which completely covers Arlette and the suitcase. Henry is so upset with this madness that he pleads with dad to put the cow out of its misery and Wolf shoots the cow with a shotgun from the farm. And that's done. You okay? You done? Yeah. You might have heard Joanna humming to herself. It's, <laughs> Sorry. It's, I don't want to offend anyone. I just, I, I don't, I know. It's hard. So it gets me a little teary-eyed just like thinking oh. of it. I know. So to bring you to the day of the sheriff when he arrived. So now here we okay. are. You cannot, if you looked inside, you cannot see anything of Arlette. Okay. 
The cow has been in the well for who knows how many hours. And this is why they are so eager to show the sheriff. Yeah. Do you want to see the cow? Bro, look, it's yeah. there. Because he doesn't know what's underneath it. Now, n- no one will suspect that Arlette is under there. And this gives them the perfect reason to fill the well along with the witness, the sheriff. Yeah. Saying, oh, if someone says, oh, that's weird, their wife's gone and their well's filled up. Yeah. And the sheriff can say, oh, yeah, yeah. And, well, the cow's there. Yeah, exactly. As the days go on after this, things do not go as well as anticipated. Sure, he has his son. He covered up a murder and he has his farm. It should be great, according to wealth, but as it leads from spring to summer, again, wealth thinks things are fine and things are, in fact, not (laughs) fine. Henry is losing his shit. He has become quiet, withdrawn. He doesn't hang out with his girlfriend as much. He's morose and he's in a full-blown depression. And wealth, acting like everything is great on the outside, is starting to see things. He feels like he hears rats whenever he's in the barn. Mm. Like that little... Yeah. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. So much so that he starts plugging up all... He plugs up all the empty drain pipes on the property with cement. Because he doesn't want the rats getting around. Mm. Bottom, The bottom of the well does lead with piping out. So he's freaking out about that. Well, now there's two dead things in the well. Exactly. It's a lot of... Exactly. How big is the well? I mean, the one, it's, I know you're probably picturing like the secret garden. (laughs) Something. I don't know if you remember the secret garden where, or like, you know, Ever After movie or princess movie where the well is like waist height. Yeah. And it's like you could wrap your arms. And then there's a little. And like a little bucket thing. No, this is much bigger, much wider. Um, I mean, not as, not as big as a dining room table, maybe like a small circular table. Okay. Okay. Because that is something I was curious about too. So he feels like he might be seeing rats around the property. I don't know. I can't say whether or not it's hallucinations because like I said, everything I'm telling you at this point is coming from wealth later. Yeah. Okay. So he's saying basically that he saw rats everywhere, that it started small and got worse over time. To him, there became an infestation. He also says that when he would close his eyes at night or even just during the day, he would see images of Arlette in the well. He can't get it out of his head. So here we are. Before I give the rest of the story, true crime or creepy movie? You You gave a lot of really specific details. Do you like it when I do that? Well, I don't. It makes it seem like it's real. Because it's like very, but then it's also like the movie, like when you make a movie, you have to be very specific. Like there's no holes in the plot. In a good movie, at least. Yeah. Um, Wilf. <laughs> Wilf, his name is Wilfred James something. And he went by Wilf. Um, I really want it to not, I'm going to say it's a Netflix movie. Because I don't want the, because of the cow. <laughs> I know, sweet girl. Okay, so because of that reason, you're saying movie. I must but say, based on the story, what is your initial reaction? I mean, it could. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say movie. I'm gonna say okay. movie. Okay. All right. So the story, a farm novella, is three, two, one, a movie. Yeah. 
One. Did we I? We do need to get you a little. Dang, that was obviously oh. upgrade. What's the name of the movie? All right, here we go. You ready for all the details? Yes. Okay, it's a horrific fucking movie, and it was hard to watch because the images. Oh my gosh! Whoever made this movie, like they, their arts department killed it What's because it? the images are so bad. All right, all right, all right, all right. It's tough to watch. The movie is called 1922. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Real original. Yes, it was put out by Netflix in 2017. Oh, wow. So you were spot on a Netflix movie. And it's adapted from a Stephen King novella. Stephen King wrote short stories. That's basically a novella. Just a short story, not a full novel. Interesting. And it was, the movie version was written and directed by Zach Hilditch. Was it black and white? No, it wasn't black and white. But it is a Stephen King story that was adapted into a movie. Now I'm going to have to watch that. How long is it? Is it an Let hour me tell you the rest, okay? okay. You, how long was it? Um, the length? I don't know. Okay, there's actually a lot more that happens after this point, and I'm going to give you some of the deets. Who so, plays these characters? No one that I knew. Oh. All right. Spoiler alert. If you are still here and you are and if you are still here, my goodness, I cannot speak today, then you're about to learn the rest of this movie. I'll sum it up, though. I don't want to give away every single detail for free. Not like Netflix Netflix is sponsoring us or anything, but you know, <laughs> not yet anyway. Yeah, right. Um, okay, here we go. Details. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Henry ends up getting Shannon pregnant. <gasps> oh. Her dad, yeah. Her dad wants to send her to a Catholic boarding school for girls and then place the baby up for adoption. Oh, gosh. What well, 14, you, 14, yeah, 15. Yeah, they could be 15, you know, 14, 15. Gosh. So what do you think that they decide to do? They run away. They run away together. They steal a car. Rob a store for $25. And before you laugh, I looked it up. That's a lot of money. $25 in 1922 is equivalent to, what do you think? Just, what do you think? I don't know, like 10000 Not that much. Oh, I don't know. Gosh darn it. <laughs> $422. I mean, at 15 it's still a lot of money. $10,000. I know. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's okay. Okay. It. So... Shannon and Henry go on to rob multiple people, places, and they eventually start murdering people. <gasps> and then the paper prints a story with their pictures and calls them the sweetheart bandits. What happened to their baby? Eventually, one of their crime sprees goes bad. Shannon gets shot, loses the baby, dies in a winter cabin. Henry lays next to her, shoots himself, and dies as well. So all three are dead? Yeah. How old is the baby? She was still pregnant. Oh. Yeah. She not, she didn't have a chance to have the baby. This so all they did all of that in nine From months? From summer until it led into winter because they died in a winter cabin. Jeez. So Dumbass Welf, who ruined his son's life, by the way, is miserable. He can't unsee his wife. It escalates to the point where he sees his her corpse walking around the house. <gasps> like there's a scene where he's sitting down reading and he's like just ignoring it at this point. He's reading the whole time. There's rats everywhere and Arlette's dead corpse mer, 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 is walking all weird through is that the house how do you envision gross. dead bodies walking i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know those like stumbled movements that's the wrong word that's a like a zombie okay fine when he learns that his son died he is defeated he loses his farm at this okay. point he has to actually sell it off for really cheap because yeah. others just- are saying that his farm is bad luck now so no one wants to buy it all that money he could have had. He ends up actually having to move to the city and find work. As a mechanic. Karma. 
Um, no, not a mechanic. Oh my gosh. It was a, oh my gosh. It was hard physical labor. I can't believe I don't have this for you, what his job was, but it was all day work. He eventually, now I'm fast forwarding through a lot of shit. In the end, he checks himself into a hotel. He is greeted by his delusions of his dead wife and son and dead Shannon standing there. All corpsey and dying and decomposing. And they welcome him. Come on, Welf. And he shoots himself. Mm. And that's the end of the stupid fucking movie. It wasn't stupid. Let me tell you. Sorry, I interrupted you. That was what? No, was it good? I'm going to rate it. I'm not an expert. I'm just a person with an opinion. According to me, I give it maybe three out of five stars okay. middle of the road was it scary like is it like a jump scare or is it it's just, just like yeah the movie is good the effects are really good and this the creepy factor comes at you not like a jump scare but it it'll flash from just someone fucking talking to boom a corpse that's decomposing it's it's like jarring do you see the cow die yeah so i will fast forward yeah to that part. so the effects are good it's creepy and scary it's filled with regret but what why I'm not a big fan, and I gave it three out of five because just the effects are so good, is because it's so depressing. Yeah. I was just sad at the end. I mean, and it was gross. The images at the end are just so gross. And the rats and, like, oh, just they go in such detail with the rats and biting off parts of bodies. And, oh, it's Wait, so why all oh, the rats are biting? Ugh. Yeah, yeah, with their teeth and it's... Thinking about it now is, ugh. well, when Welf checks in the hotel, he actually writes a confession letter. He tells everything. He cries. He hallucinates. And it's just gross. Mm-hmm. So gross. So gross that I uh, had to watch Shit's Creek to get out of my head. <laughs> See? I do the same thing. I'm it's, watching New Girl right now. That makes yeah. me happy. Oh, I need, I have never watched that. It's just, it was just so depressing. I almost gave it a 2.5. But the story's not bad. Yeah. It's just for me, it was sad. Um, And that's it. That was good. Yeah. I'm proud of you. You're doing so good. I can't believe it. You gave, you gave a lot of detail, though. Yeah. But, like, it's just hard. Except I was just thinking, though, like, it's in 1922. I think, like, I feel like these older stories. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, the Russian one was in the 50s. Uh-huh. I feel like maybe that was that was too much detail like did they really know that much stuff back then mm-hmm. you know like did they keep all that record maybe i should be more ambiguous next time no matter what yeah. you never know email or dm us guys for cases or movies that you'd like me to tell joanna and remember what i said in the beginning if you have a listener tale yeah if you're sure. a writer anything i'd love it um, and I'm just so grateful for our listeners. Yeah. I'm so proud of us and I'm so excited to see where we go from here. Yes. Um, and Carmen's dad, if you're listening, you want, do you want to know how many times she cussed? So keep track. <laughs> 22 <laughs> times. <laughs> 22 times, Poppy. Don't tell Sorry. Me. Don't tell. Oh my gosh. Well, that's where I leave you. Remember to live, laugh, and do not, do not ever murder, murder. On that note. Bye. Toodles.